Good day and welcome to Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. And we are still here with season 12 where we are bringing you a horror movie a day every day in October. And as we get to the end of this Halloween season, I thought we'd better start going back to the basics of horror, the classics of the genre. So for today's episode, we will be looking at the 1980 teen horror Friday the 13th. Directed by Sean S. Cunningham and starring Adriana King, Gene Taylor, Robbie Morgan, Kevin Bacon, Harry Crosby and Betsy Palmer. Now, this is a problematic franchise that has just spun into madness and relentlessness with this character of Jason Voorhees that appears for a mere five seconds in this film, the original, and yet hatched 11 sequels of him leading the charge and going on a killing spree. His character has managed to survive the unrevivable in Manhattan, space, other circumstances and universes that bleed into Nightmare on Elm Street and other named movies that signal the end with titles like Final Chapter or Final Friday, only to be revived or rebooted years later. The one question I am asking, though, with a film called Friday the 13th, why stop at 12 movies? Go out on one last hurrah. Not that I'm trying to influence this unsystematic foolishness, but hey, they might as well end on 13 since Hollywood has somehow allowed 12. But enough about that. Let's go back to where it all started. Camp Crystal Lake in the summer of 1980. Actually, no, scratch that. Let's go 30 years before that. The 50s, where a young boy drowns at camp and the counselors, uh, the counselors on watch were too busy having sex. Revenge is definitely at the tip of our tongues here. But from whom? From what? With modern knowledge, this film goes against the genre it's marketing to be, a murder mystery horror that in fact does not announce our killer at all until the very third act, whereas now uh, it is more frequently known to have the killer amongst the mix from act one, creating that guessing game and shock with the audiences as to who the killer is when exposed at the end. A film that was made just 20 years after the classic Hitchcock suspense thriller Psycho creates noticeable resemblances with the 60s classic, pirating the high-noted frightful score that almost imitates the Bernard Herrmann classic, and even the character dynamic of the mother and son strictly shadowing the psychological parallels of the unstable mother, although in Psycho it's reverse for the son. Following the blueprint for Halloween, the unhinged mental motivations from Psycho totally disregarded 90s murder mystery etiquette. Friday the 13th shines high because of the grotesque gore that leads this movie's publicity and glamour. This was Tom Savini's heyday after he had done the effects in 1978 Dawn of the Dead. Very accomplished at delivering quality, realistic looking blood and carnage, probably thanks to his tenure in the Vietnam War. When their character in Friday the 13th meets their demise in this film, the focus on showing the final damage outstays the peeping eyes in the audience as the gore is shown in full light. The axe to the head, the beheading, the slit throat, all exposed to give this film its cement in horror history. And with the cherry on top, the ever shocking brief cameo appearance of Jason Voorhees himself as he jumps on our virgin survivor. It will, in what we must assume is a dream sequence, who knows? But what we do know is this film expanded and exploited this character of Jason for the next 40 years like no one could have ever imagined a character we assumed to be dead in the 50s. 
Friday the 13th for me is one of the biggest mysteries in cinema. It is for me a long way from being a formidable film, but the success and influence this film managed is incomprehensible. It was shot with a budget of $550,000. This film ended up making $39 million. The star of the movie hated the script, called it stupid, simply did the film to buy a new car. The characters are never developed or given any dialogue for us to really grow attached to them, casted simply because of their looks and style. The villain that has somehow been influenced from this movie isn't even in this movie. And the iconography of his presence, his hockey mask, his entire facade is absent from this movie, and pretty much the second movie too. And yet, it spawned 11 sequels. A film that came out in 1980, sandwiched between other films such as The Shining, The Fog, Prom Night, Dressed to Kill, it is honestly one of cinema's mysteries how Friday the 13th formed the craze it has so become and roped in the financial gross it did with the competition it was up against. The film's basic premise is the standard layout of slashes to come, basic but engrossing, of a group of uh, camp counsellors preparing for a summer of fun only to be killed off one by one by a slasher stalker who is never revealed until the very end. The charm is most likely for this film, why I think it did so well, is this carefree mindset this film had, where we are literally watching a bunch of teenagers just have some fun, play Monopoly, fake drowning, get intimate with each other, and just chilling with no real emphasis on them as a person. All their development to the story, we're not even sure who we're meant to be following, rooting for, but we just know we are hanging out with them, and this is a touch of genius from the director, who may have unintentionally designed this effect that sort of emulates hangout movies like Jackie Brown or dazed and confused unlike halloween or texas chainsaw massacre or even nightmare on elm street the teenagers actually feel authentic and are not grown to be a standoff icon but instead grounded to the atmosphere surrounding the camp focusing on the bigger picture of tone the feelings and authenticity rather than the personalities and names like that of laurie sydney or ripley it's seductively engaging with no real peak, just a trance mindset as we just watch everyday things. The horror that awaits are done without warning and no real dialogue, instead just trusting on the music, dramatic acting and interior tight spaces that lay out the soon-to-be cat-and-mouse sequences that we witness from our mystery killer and our soon-to-be blood-splattering victim. Anyways, that's all I have time for with Friday the 13th. Worth a watch to get some sort of grip on the 11 sequels that recycled from this very concept. Friday the 13th is a template, along with John Carpenter's Halloween, that have instigated a rush of films of its type in which young people are away from supervision and are systematically stalked and murdered by a masked villain. And this entire concept has been the bread and butter for the genre we all know as horror. But anyway, you can follow me on Instagram, that's Film Exploration AH, all lowercase, all one word. And you can subscribe to me on iTunes, Amazon, Google, and Spotify. But for now, thank you for tuning in to season 12 with Film Exploration with Ash Hurry.